We really like working with clients who want to meet their purpose, grow their purpose in anything where marketing can add to people's quality of life or, as we say, marketing for good. Welcome to Marketing for Good. In this episode, we connect with Gillian Corbin and Amanda Blair, cousins and co-founders of Corbin & Blair, a fully female-owned and operated Australian designer of made-to-order corporate gifting and marketing products. Since 1988, this dynamic duo and their team of makers, designers, and artists have been crafting handmade stationary goods with profit, purpose, the environment, and the Australian story in mind. Our founder, Carolyn Lowton, has a long-standing personal and professional friendship with Gillian and Amanda, having traveled through India together years ago. Over the years, we have watched their business flourish and grow, with their purpose paving the way for everything that they do. Their balance between profit and purpose is truly inspiring, and we couldn't wait to sit down with them to chat about their journey thus far. We hope you enjoy listening in on this conversation as much as we enjoyed having it. Well, hi, and welcome to the podcast. It's great to see everyone, and um, we're delighted to welcome Jill and Amanda from Corbin and Blair. Before we start, I wanted to acknowledge that we're on Gadigal land um, and also acknowledge the various lands on which that we're gathering today and extend my respects to elders past and present. So welcome to Gillian Corbin and Amanda Blair, co-founders and owners of Corbin and Blair. Corbin and Blair is a female-owned and operated Australian designer business and specialises in beautiful made-to-order marketing products. Um, They're branded often, uh, made in collaboration with other talented artists and reflect Australian stories and culture. I don't want to say too much and steal too much of your thunder, but I will make mention that you started the business in 1988, opening a niche stationery business, offering handmade journals and albums, and as the markets changed, you've evolved as well, and we're looking forward to hearing more about that. One of the many things that makes Corbin and Blair so special is that the business pursues both, both profit and purpose. Um, and over the past 10 years, Jill, Amanda and myself have been both colleagues and friends, combining professional and personal shared interests and experiences, including travelling across India together. Um, it's my absolute pleasure to introduce Gillian Corbin, welcome, and Amanda Blair, welcome. Um, so to start with, tell us a little bit about your business and the focus of your work. Well, we're, we're product designers, so um, we'll design almost anything anyone wants, to be quite honest. Uh, but we come from a perspective of the environment, working with others, collaboration, just the, the sort of principles that products are useful and relevant and have a story, which at the moment is incredibly important. Um, people want to know the materials, where it's from, who made it, all of those things, which is really um, important particularly for large companies and uh, just ordinary customers want to know where, where their products are coming from. Yeah. Thank you. And you've evolved along the way um, from where you started. So perhaps you could tell us a little about your journey. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, the, <laughs> over the last 30-plus years, um, the whole landscape um, of retail and and also corporate has changed. Um, So we did start with, um, as you mentioned before, 
with journals and photo albums and um, the digital age changed the photo album offering. Um, it's extraordinary because in 2021, 22, we actually did lots and lots of um, albums again because people were in lockdown and they were kind of looking for things to do that kind of, I don't know, that, that so so we had to sort of ramp up our production of albums. Um, but also bricks and mortar stores are less and less and more online. So all those sorts of things um, change, um, change how we, what we design, um, our whole sort of production flow, um, how, yeah. how, we, how we market. But when we first went into business, it was a big deal to have a fax. Who has a fax anymore? You know, we've been there through the advent of um, Facebook, LinkedIn, all of those digital platforms. So that's changed how we market, which is actually fantastic because as designers and people who like to create narratives, it's a really good opportunity for us. We get a lot of really positive feedback from the marketing uh, sort of uh, EDMs and so forth that we do because they're telling stories. And also um, another change is that a lot of our, our clients are looking for Australian made. They're looking for products that don't leave a big footprint. Um, they're looking for products that actually have more meaning rather than just grabbing a cap or a mug and slapping a logo on it. They're looking for things that, that actually um, resonate um, more with their brand and their their what they're about. Um, uh, something that you know that tells their story, if you like, and um, and that, that 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 obviously gives more meaning. There's a difference between giving something that's made out of recycled material, made here in collaboration with the story, than just a piece of plasticky sort of thing that might be pretty. There's a real difference, and that's what people are looking for. Or that people might have a lot of, you know, <laughs> like another mug or another cap yeah, or yeah, another exactly. squeeze ball if yeah. they still do them. Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting to hear that. Um, I know it's also important from the point of view of your suppliers and, and the par artist partners that you work with, not just artists, the various different partners that you work with. So how does that kind of fit in the relationships there? How do they fit into the stories that you create? Well, with Mandra and I, both probably very good at um, developing relationships and maintaining, re retaining relationships and then engaging with people together. So with the people that we collaborate with, we, we do that in partnership. They help us, we help them. In fact, we've just had one of our suppliers here looking at a whole new um, range that may be making kangaroo leather and he had all these ideas and then one of the designers also thought, well, maybe we could do a brand with him or a collaboration, a special thing with him. So we're kind of open to doing new things. Oh, that's a dog in the background, by the Sorry. way. Um, uh, that sort of thing, yeah. Mm. That's so interesting. And I'll just apologise for our background noise too because we're also in an open plan um, <laughs> office. Um, yeah, it's so interesting that you're flexible enough that you can, and, and also I suppose that you see the opportunities um, we're, you know, to take new ideas on board and incorporate them in the in the future and offerings. Actually, um, well, uh, um, Carolyn, you would know the store Hunt Leather, which is based. Um, well, one of their stores is in Balmain, but they've got stores um, 
in Queensland and Melbourne and where, wherever. Um, but we we did a collaboration with them, um, which was actually kind of during the last couple of years when there were lockdowns and then, you know, shops were allowed to open, you had to wear masks and blah, blah, blah. Um, we, we, they wanted to have an interactive thing. So we did this um, workshop with them, which was a make your own genuine leather journal. And so a lot of the, our clients are really interested in doing something a little bit different, you know, designing something that they haven't had before that kind of is a fun experience. Um, and from that, um, which was really fun, we had kind of no idea what we were doing, but it was loads of fun and it actually worked. And then, you know, we could monogram their their journal at the end of it and they had this beautiful thing to take away but that they made, you know. But, um, but from that we have designed a whole range, which is um, a Hunt uh, and Corbin and Blair collaboration, and it's really successful. Yeah. It's really... I, think, I was just going to say, I think that's a great example. Yeah. Sorry, Jill, go on. Yeah. Well, no, COVID was really a very interesting interrupter um, because we sort of looked at what we were doing and thought, we used to make things in Australia. Why aren't we making them in Australia? No, how can we make them now? So we redesigned what we um, offering. We found a supplier. We, Amanda found a um, recycled leather supplier that we bring in from Europe and we've really, really transformed our business. It's made a huge yeah. difference. And actually, um, that's quite interesting because when we first started back in 1988, we absolutely made everything here, everything. We, for the recycled paper, we did have to import that from America. That was the only place that was making recycled paper back then. Um, but then that changed. Um, and um, oh, what was I going to say? The, the, then when other, other companies came into our market space, they started making offshore. And so then for us to be competitive, we also had to make offshore. So we still worked with, um, you know, our collaborations like Thomas Avery, an Indigenous designer that we work with, but we had the, that fabric printed in China and then that was used as the linings for our products that were made in China. So, and then from COVID, it's just like things were difficult to produce in China. They had so much, um, so many yeah, lockdowns and, you know, and shutdown of, of production that then everything sort of came back. We still make over there, but it's, it's, um, it's kind of really important to us to really um, nurture and develop that side of the business again. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and that's what's so interesting. Over all these years, as what what really changed was when um, Ch the China factory really opened up and consumerism really took off, and which is probably not a good thing when you look back on it. But um, so we had to adapt to that. And so really we have always adapted. We keep an open mind. We try not to get too siloed because we're only a small team. We subcontract and use collaborators and so forth. But to keep sort of open-minded is really quite a challenge for small creative companies, which you probably know it's probably the same in your company that you have to keep looking out, not, you know, keep away from the group think. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And if I look back to what we were doing as a business 15 years ago, it was just... It was totally different. Um, and I think well, those businesses that have survived have had to adapt. And, and also, also back then we used to do these 
I don't know, my, maybe five and ten year business plans where you just can't do that these days, you know. You, you're looking kind of six months and six months or, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. when we started, we um, I did this um, business planning course. It was actually a year. It was a really big course. And you had to plan 10-year business plans. I mean, for the last few years, we're working a few months in advance and just bringing in ideas. But I think something that you said there, Carolyn, like being in business for 15 years and the same thing is kind of when you've got, when you're in a business like this, it changes all the time. So it's almost like you're getting new jobs all the time or you're getting a promotion or you're having to, to learn something different. It's a sort of way I've looked back and thought, well, how have we sort of managed to stay fresh or passionate or, or whatever? And it's because you have to keep adapting. It isn't the same job we had 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Yeah. yeah. That's what keeps it interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, that sort of leads me on to my next question, I suppose. Um, one of the things that we're really interested in is interested in in this podcast is the intersection between purpose and commerciality. So um, perhaps we can s- start by asking you what you feel your purpose is as a business. Well, I guess it's about being creative, working with creative people, um, making products that help people learn. Like a lot of our products, they all have stories and they all have um, explain where the materials are and even how we send things out in recycled boxes. And I know, Carolyn, you provide some of these for us, but we collect boxes <laughs> all over the place. Um, they have, a, they have a, a, a story on them explaining why we do it. So I suppose on one hand... That's our boxes um, that go out to um, our temporal Webster orders, you know, to customers, to, um, yeah, 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 clients. That sort of thing. It, when they receive something from us, it could be in a vacuum cleaner box, but it has got a big sign on it saying, saying why. Um, or a who gives a crap box. So yeah, we have to be careful about where we send them to. But we put a little sticker that says, you know, we use yeah. recycled yeah. packaging. Yeah. So in order to be in business, we actually have to be profitable. We, we, you know, we're not we're not focused on making money. We're focused on doing things. But it's very hard to be creative if you don't. If people are ringing up and wanting their bills paid or whatever. And actually, for the first time during COVID, was probably the hardest time we've almost ever had because of lockdown and because, you know, business fell away, but we managed to get get through it. Um, so I suppose we're motivated by having fun, creating things, designing things, working with other interesting people, working with interesting clients, working with interesting collaborators, but we have to make some money in order to do that. Is that sort of what you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, it's, it's kind of... Um, you know, we're, we're, we're so part of this business. We live and breathe it every day and have done for the last 35 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and we, we share that with our, with our wonderful staff here. We share it with our, um, our suppliers. Um, and I have to say, um, with our suppliers, they're so incredibly supportive and they really have been from, the get-go um yeah. incredibly supportive um in manufacturing back when we first started there were very very few females doing what we were doing and we had um you know manufacturing is generally male based and we just had so many people that were just real um 
uh, real mates. They really yeah. genuinely wanted us to succeed and they kind of bent over backwards in order to kind of really um, uh, help us get to the next stage. Um, and then that that really goes through to our to our um, clients as well. You know, we we get really great feedback and um, and we get a lot of repeat business and we get a lot of people who have been at one job 30 years ago and they've changed jobs and they kind of, you know, keep reconnecting and popping up um, over the years. And that's, I think that's a testament to, to kind of like what we stand for. And well, yeah. I, well I guess that's about our culture. Cause when we first started, like I'd worked in government, Amanda had worked in fashion and so forth. And the cultures were really different. And it just occurred to me one day, probably when we we're doing it about a year, that our culture was a female culture. It was actually different. And that was sort of important. And that's what we've tried to maintain, those sort of female values, I guess, about inclusion and sharing and respect and, um, you know, helping one another, learning. We're also a learning environment, which I'm not sure how you can be in business these days without being, without learning, considering that, you know, we've just been using ChatGPT to put, put our marketing words through and so forth. You know, you're just having to do that all the time. And that's very much part of our culture and our purpose, I suppose, mm. not only for us to learn, but our challenge our, because I remember in the beginning, Amanda, remember, we'd want something from a supplier and near enough was good enough. You know, if we wanted it brown, they might, they had a lot of pink, so they'd do it pink. So we we did some um, uh, sort of seminars around total quality management, which was a big thing in those days. And all of them, and some of them we still work with, um, came and participated. And the ones that didn't, we dropped because they have to be growing and learning, even in those days when the sort of growth of what we had to learn wasn't nearly as fast. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think in our game, the learning factor is so important. Yeah. The other thing I think about when I think about your business, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think about community as well and you know the communities you've built in every aspect of your business client suppliers yeah, and so yeah, on yeah, yeah and I think that's a kind of a female thing or it's part of our Mandra and I are related so it's we run it a bit like a family-ish sort of yeah ish. <laughs> um, and we treat our staff you know that that you know we care about them we want the best for them that sort of thing yeah mm. But also just speaking of community, community, our local little community here in Lewisham, um, we've got this old lady who lives across the road. She'd be in her well into her 80s. She collects newspapers for us and she delivers them to our door. And there's another, um, another uh, woman who um, she collects new newspapers as well, but she puts all the um, entertainment or um, crosswords and, you know, lifestyle things on top because she thinks we might like to read those first before we recycle them. And there's another guy that drops boxes in, you know, so it's kind of like we've got the, the community here. Yeah, They've yeah. got jobs to do, you know, yeah. and they kind of like that sense of purpose yeah, as well. Yeah. They feel like they're contributing. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's been really important because it's really nice to feel part of it. We also have a window next door that we have a window gallery in where we um, exhibit the work of local artists and, and sell it for them. And we did that particularly during COVID when, you know, it was very hard for them. At the moment, because it's B Corp month, we've got big information about B Corp. And also, Carolyn, duty promote, prompted by you, we did a whole environment one about 
what what was important to look after the environment and the sort of things we did and the sort of the sort of things we thought other people should do. Um, so we use that as another community thing, which because we're by a railway, we've got a captive audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have to go down into the railway so they can see. Um, you know, we can put out messaging to them. Yeah. Sorry, just where where are you guys located in Sydney? We're in Lewisham. Lewisham. In the west. Oh, okay, cool. Right beside Lewisham Railway Station. Oh, yeah, you go great. down past us down into the um into the station. Awesome. It's the station in between um, Petersham and Summerhill. Okay. Be good for our listeners to know so they can go visit the visit your window. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. That's a great example of using, you know, really thinking about what, what you have. You know, as marketers, we love that sort of idea yeah. of yeah. using what you've got. Um yeah. and yeah. putting it to good use. And yeah, it was fantastic to know about the environment themed um window, but also great to hear that you promote um local artists as well and um just we'll come back to b corp in a minute because we're really interested in your journey on b corp but mm. I, I suppose um Long i just wanted <laughs> just wanted to ask you about whether you use your purpose and your values in how you communicate to clients or staff or other stakeholders how important is that and the role of purpose it's absolutely that's critical. That's, that's what actually holds it together. If we didn't do that, we wouldn't be who we are. I mean, is that yeah. important, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And it's consistent. It has to be consistent. It has to be genuine. And it has to be authentic. Otherwise, it doesn't work. And have you had any situations where that's been a, um, you know, it's led to challenges or led, led you to really think about is this the right thing or has it always sort of just helped guide you? I think it's always helped guide us. Yeah, um, and I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of promotional product companies out there that just do so much crap. And you just think this is all landfill. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's really heartbreaking to see that they're, that people buy a lot of this stuff and that they think it's, uh, I mean, it's cheap and cheerful. So they I don't guess. But we, we don't, don't necessarily do that yeah. end yeah. And, and never have because yeah. we've never really yeah. seen the value yeah. in that yeah. long term. We've yeah. actually got a, you can't see it, but we've got a frame on the wall with our principles in it, which are what we established when we started. And we actually haven't moved from that in terms of the environment, about design, about manufacture. Um, yeah, we haven't, it, it's guided us. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. We're lucky that we've been able to actually, because sometimes it, you know, it can be hard. But then we're only a small business, so you know mm. we have lots of challenges of shareholders and big profits, you know, all of that bottom sort of line. thing, bottom line stuff. Yeah, and it's interesting to think that you talked earlier about how how much you've adapted and how much you've changed, and yet those principles have remained very strong and sort of almost like your sturdy spine for want of a better word Hmm. yeah Yeah. well and there are challenges um really i I, I mean (laughs) there there are many challenges but there's one that's about to to come up um in that australia um actually has stopped producing a 100 recycled paper or a recycle they've stopped producing paper I just heard something Virgin on the news. and recycle. I heard something on the news yesterday that they're looking at sending something up in New South Wales. Oh, which is could be good. Um, yeah. But that 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 poses a huge challenge to us um, because 
that's one of the things that we've that we've really tried to hone in on, just bringing everything back to um, to Australian made. So the paper that's in there is it's milled in Victoria and it's made from 100% um, post consumer recycled paper. Um, but they've stopped manufacturing it. So there's been a, a dispute with Vic um, Forests about virgin paper. So they, they've stopped doing that, which means that the recycling, um, the, the whole plant is closing down. So there's no, there won't be a capacity to do the, the recycled paper. So we have to import that. We're, we've And we're, I've actually bought enough stock um, to last us for hopefully another year. Um, but it's kind of expensive to do that. And it's also I've um, our wire binder is storing the, the pallets of paper for us very kindly because so Carolyn, we that, don't have room. Yeah, that, that's an example of, you know, looking ahead and trying to maintain what we're trying to do when things get difficult. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, our, and our person that um, makes those things for us is, has prepared to store it for us because we wouldn't have enough room for it here. Which comes back, back to community and yeah, relationships. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We've been yeah. working with him for a good yeah. 30 years. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but so there are uh, challenges like that which kind of really rock your set of values and you've got to try and maintain. Um, really. Yeah, you, you're always trying to look for solutions to kind of maintain and uh, keep going forward and, um, yeah. Tell us just a little bit about, I know this work with such a diverse range of artists um, over the years. Tell us just a couple of examples of some of the wonderful people you've partnered with. Well, Studio A is an interesting one. The, the um, inter neurologically diverse artists group in Willoughby who have got work all over the place in the Archibald and the Gart Gallery and all sorts of things. And we've um, worked with them in particular with Liberty, if you want to explain that one. Yeah, so Liberty um, uh, Insurance, they um, are a supporter of Studio A. And so we've done like a three-way collaboration between Liberty, Studio A and Corbin and Blair um, where Liberty will um, uh, choose a couple, one or two or three of the artists which is doing a job at the moment and there's three products and they've chosen three different Studio A artists um, and we print that lining and it goes, um, it lines the product that we're making. So, uh, and then each product has a story. Um, that's, oh, it's, this is really beautiful, this design. Oh, that's lovely. Um, yeah. yeah, and there's a story which may have been lost yeah it has they um, all have stories and uh, and it talks about the um the artist so uh and and then the relationship between the you know the three of us um what's really the four of us with the artist as well um and so they liberty give those products out to um at corporate events and things like that so it's it's telling the whole story about you know who studio a are and that um, Liberty are a supporter of, of theirs and, you know, that sort of thing. So, And we do the same. That's, that's one yeah, That's yeah. one Studio yeah, A. Yeah. Um, we do the same sort of thing with Lucy Simpson. Here's just one of her little, one of her designs that we've done all sorts of things with. This is a print, um, but there's um, 
that's also Lucy that's, Simpson. Yeah. That's gorgeous. Yeah. Baron Gira, which means um, new beginnings and new moon. Yeah. yeah. So, And the story comes inside about that. And we've done a lot of things with Lucy. We've done a lot of little story about, yeah. you know, each of the yeah. pieces in there. We've done a lot of um, things with um, Thomas Avery. This is one of his. This is That's Meeting funny. Place. We've been working and with him probably mm, for years. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then just with a different take, this is actually an Indigenous poet and the, the whole poem is inside and then part of the poem is on the front. So I don't know if you can see that, but part of it is... Um, blind blocked up there and then part of it yeah like, oh that's that's um a name and that's yeah yeah, yeah. so it's so gorgeous they obviously get paid for their contribution and all of that sort of thing recently Ooh. with thomas we had a client who wanted him to do a canvas so we saw oh, yeah. canvas um with thomas avery several Ooh. thousand dollars that we got for him we don't take anything extra for that sort of thing but yes he did that. and it was like a huge canvas of a design that that we then did on their books yeah. so he and it's um it's all about connectivity and uh Meeting. so that was the me the whole meaning of the the artwork so it's up in there um in their showroom uh, or meeting room up in um, Queensland. And then all the staff have these beautiful workbooks that have got that um, design on the books. It's really beautiful. It sounds like a great, really, really, another really great project. Yeah. We've, we've done that a lot with um, a lot of different artists. This is another thing that we're doing. These are made from, these are little bookmarks, which are very cute. And these are made from offcuts. So we try and use every little bit of leather we can. It's a, oh, oops, see, there's a wombat, a kangaroo, and a koala. And then now we've got a set of birds as well. But um, so we use as much leather as we can. What we can't use, we've finally found somewhere where we can send it down in Melbourne where it is made into other materials, hopefully a material we can use as yet not, but into sort of um, um, insulation, that sort of thing, so that we're trying not to waste anything. Which is mm. part of which is why we recycle boxes, newspapers, cardboard, box, um, card. So out of out of either the the this is the recycled leather. Um, we make genuine. Um, we make little things. Um, so we we try and use the whole sheet, and then with a, a hide of leather, which is obviously a, a quite a odd shape. Um, we'll you know cut bigger things, and then all those little things like the bookmarks and key rings and, you know, lots of little things. So we try and use as much as we can and then it goes down to Melbourne for that final stage of what we, you know, we can't do anything else with it. What we do with packaging is interesting too. See, this is a very simple packaging, but it, it it's an attractive packaging and it tells the story, but it's only really a piece of paper that can be recycled, which is better than just seeing that by itself or being in a plastic bag or something. Mm -hmm. We really do a lot of this sort of pack, this type of packaging like we've got on that one you've got there. Yeah. That's so interesting. And the perfect segue for just our final minute, I suppose, because I, I wonder, have some of these initiatives and things that you've introduced been as a result of you um, having the wonderful achievement of um, having B Corp status? Not really, because like for us getting B Corp status, which I have to say was really hard, and we did it during COVID when sales were going up and down, everything was going up and down. 
it's a, it feels like a vindication of what we've been doing for the last 35 years, doesn't it? I mean, it's, it, we haven't changed anything. We're getting better at it. What, what we found hard was we do all of this. It's intrinsic. It's part of our DNA. But in order to get certification, you've actually got to have all sorts of evidence and graphs and diagrams and all sorts of things. And go right for the history, which, yeah. which Jill did. <laughs> um, which was, I've learned a lot doing that. I even had to get someone to help me. A lot of the language I couldn't even understand. It's not the sort of language we use. And, and also it's quite different if you're a services business. Yeah. Um, I imagine it would be so much easier. But because we're, we manufacture, so we've got a lot of arms and legs out there and we do manufacture in China, and we do manufacture in New Zealand and, we, and we, here, you know, so there's a lot of... A um, lot of different materials, a lot of... It's just a lot of extra hoops to go through. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone's wanting to be do it, do it when you're quite young. It makes it easier and think about it and also read very carefully and get some advice. When your business is quite when young. When your business is yeah, quite young. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably you might it. need to be yeah, wonderful well, because it might yeah. take a few years. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. because it is quite it's quite hard. But it was particularly difficult because we're wholesalers, retailers, we sell online, we we just have too many, we're just too we're a bit niche and it made it a mm. bit harder. We don't we never fit mm. into any box. Yeah. Well, congratulations. And I think part of the wonderful charm and specialness of your business is that you don't fit into any boxes and that you are unique and you've made your own road and it's yeah. been so successful and I, I applaud everything that you've achieved and thank you so much for sharing your story and some of the amazing products that you've yeah. created today. It was yeah. great. Thank you. Thank, thank you, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of Marketing for Good. If you're interested to learn more about Corbin and Blair and the impactful work they're doing, check out our links in the description. If you're curious about how Juntos can help you balance your purpose with commerciality, drop us a line. We would be more than happy to help you live true to your purpose while, as always, marketing for good. We really like working with clients who want to meet their purpose, grow their purpose in anything where marketing can add to people's quality of life or, as we say, marketing for good.